welcome back to the four elements it has been a little while you know it's summertime and we're going to camps and we're going on trips so much stuff so much fun stuff happening and along with that summer fun we're getting some great avatar fun um we're ending off our this is our last official episode of this quadrant uh, and it's been so amazing just to, just discussing the Earth Kingdom, the amazing characters, the culture, the food, the government, everything about the Earth Kingdom is just so intriguing, interesting, and has so much rich history and culture behind it. Um, the Earth Kingdom is a very complex nation, so much stuff in it, and it's just been so fun doing this. So, uh, for our last official episode of the Quadrant, besides the end-off episode, we are going to be doing a Ba Sing Se breakdown i'm so excited to get into bossing say just specifically you know we did a whole extravaganza and we did some zaofu stuff let's just focus on this amazing city of bossing say it has its flaws but it's amazing at the same time so i'm mr boomerang i'm pilot balrog and we're back so let's just jump right into our bossing say breakdown okay so Ba Sing Se is the capital of the Earth Kingdom, encompassing a large portion of the nation's northeastern corner. After the surrender of Omashu, the city became the last great Earth Kingdom stronghold during the Hundred Year War. The city is by far the largest in the world, essentially being more of a small country than a mere city. Ba Sing Se means impenetrable city, and it is so named for its world-famous walls, the gates of which have no hinges or other hardware and are opened by the use of earth bending. Within the outer wall lies a large expanse of farmland, Lake Laogai, and several mountains. The inner wall encloses the city itself. The metropolis is also notable for having a unique system of walls dividing the populace into different parts of the city based on social status and financial status. Bossing Say was the safest place for us people displaced by the Hundred Year War because of the Fire Nation's failure to penetrate its walls. One of the main reasons it stood strong during the Hundred Year War was that the city relied on itself. However, it was eventually captured by the Fire Nation after Princess Azula's play in the coup of Ba Sing Se. The city was later liberated by the Order of the White Lotus in the final battle of the war. In 171 AG, however, Bossing Se fell again, this time to anarchy, after the Red Lotus, led by Zaheer, assassinated the Earth Queen. A few weeks later, the situation in the metropolis had been stabilized by Kuvira and her army, which led her to be appointed by the world leaders as a temporary head of the kingdom. Kuvira later took over the Earth Kingdom and turned into the Earth Empire, but was later defeated by Team Avatar. Yeah, and I just want to add on that there is likely, we're going to be talking about this in the next segment of this episode, but even past Legend of Korra, and we know that there's going to be these new animated movies coming out soon. We'll be talking about that soon on the next quadrant. Um, <laughs> but we know that there's this new content coming soon, which means that we might get some more stuff on Bossing Se, and we already are getting more stuff with fan art and with fan-made projects like Legend of Genji. Now, some people say it's not completely canon, which is true, but it's still so amazing to see this lore that is so rich and dense and amazing 
Um, and I think Legend of Genji has features a few new aspects of Boston Say as this world of Avatar becomes more and more modern. Even after Legend of Korra, we know the timeline likely goes on. So there, I just want to acknowledge that Boston Say likely, um, you know, evolved into an even more modern city than what we know it to be even in the Legend of yeah. Korra. Um, thanks to the Avatar Wiki fandom, such an amazing website for Avatar fans to go to. Has so much rich information about every aspect of the Avatar verse. You know, it has discussions, blogs, newsletters, all this amazing stuff. And we couldn't be more happy that the Avatar Wiki exists. And, you know, fans can go there and get information. Okay, so that was our overall summary, you could say, of the history of Bossing Say. In the next segment, we'll be getting more in depth about Bossing Say's culture, including its government, its food, its the the rings, the outer ring, the middle ring, the upper ring. Um, we'll be talking about its financial stuff. We'll be talking about the monarchy and the anarchy that happens eventually in the Korra. So we'll be right back on the four elements. Hello, welcome back to the Four Elements. Um, in this segment, we'll, we'll be getting more in depth about bossing say. So let's just jump right into some discussion points that we're going to talk about, um, from the culture to the government. So excited to just jump right in. So let's do it. So first thing let's talk about is bossing say's government. Philo Barag, why don't you talk about what you've seen bossing say's government? how it evolved from Airbender to Korra and beyond. Yeah, so I guess, well, obviously, I guess the main thing to see is um, monarchy, right? They have this royal bloodline that passes on for quite a while, it seems. And then finally, Legend of Korra and the comics, you know, we see how the Earth Kingdom goes through a lot of changes. (laughs) I guess we'll get into that a little bit more. And I guess overall, I'll just summarize. Eventually, uh, the Italians turn into like a sort of democracy where people can vote and stuff for their leaders, which is really nice because some monarchs can go a little bit crazy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know, we know, like it was very, for most of the Avatarverse timeline that we know, it was very based on the royal family and these people in power that made most of the decisions. We know people like Long Fang sometimes puppeteered them every once in a while, and we know that there are other, you know, for example, the Council of Five. We know that's kind yeah. of a, a small aspect of the Earth Kingdom, but it's kind of hinted at that the Council of Five is kind of blown up to be important, but we all know that the king or the queen is really the person who's making the decisions. I mean, of course they can be threatened, but, like, that happens all the time in monarchy. So. Like, a lot of crazy stuff happens. Yeah. Anyway, well, we know that, um, if you haven't read it, um, Ruins of the Empire is a really good Legend of Korra comic. Yes. I highly recommend it. It has some great character arc, and then it also develops the idea of bossing say as we know it. Like Father Balrog says, Korra and King Wu, along with Team Avatar, um, try to develop the Earth Kingdom into more of a democratic nation. And we know, you know, we know it's a work in progress and that 
the Earth Kingdom, even through Legend of Korra, and even after Legend of Korra, it's obviously, at the end of the comic, you know, it's obviously focused a lot on Kuvira, but there's also a lot of narratives in the background. We know that Bossing Say is still a work in progress, and they're still trying to make it as, as democratic, as fair, and impartial with the government as possible. So, it's a work in progress with that democracy, but for most of the time, it's been kings. Uh, the, the occasional disruption from, you know, committee members or grand secretariats or sometimes even uh, anarchists overthrowing uh, the government. You know, there a lot, there's been a few slip-ups in the monarchy, so um, they changed, they, they tried to, change it over to democracy and it's a work in progress it's yeah. it's happening it's happening it's they're working on it okay yeah. so the next thing let's talk about is the daily conspiracy this is a big part of season two avatar the last airbender big part of the history you know there's so much stuff happens because of this daily conspiracy and let's just start i'm just going to start off by saying that the Daily Conspiracy, basically, to give you an overall summary, is that Long Fang, the Grand Secretary of Ba Sing Se, uh, used the Daily, which Kyoshi created, to manipulate the Earth King into thinking that there was no Hundred Year War so that the Grand Secretary could keep power over Ba Sing Se. He was kind of puppeteering the Earth King and making the Earth King do whatever he wanted. Um, this Dai Li conspiracy includes brainwashing of citizens, um, hidden secrets, stolen messages, and lots of other scandals. Eventually, um, Long Feng was overthrown, but we do know that the Dai Li still live on to this day. So, that's the Dai Li conspiracy. Father Barong, do you have any comments about, you know, what, how you think the Dai Li conspiracy was formed? Um, what do you think it was like before Long Feng was Grand Secretary of Boston say? And, you know, what what do you think it would be, be like if this hadn't happened? Well, I guess what I imagine is, you know, Kyoshi chooses a bunch of very trustful people and, you know, teaches them how to fight very well and then gives them into hands. But, like, they have a lot of power, but she knows that they have the responsibility to do it. But then, as the generations go on, and say, like, they train their children or something... And their children do not have as much loyalty as their parents do, obviously, to, I guess, like, the nation overall. And they might, you know, start having a power hunger, as you could call it. And I guess little by little, it just keeps on increasing more and more and more. And then they finally realize that they have so much power, and they're like, I guess I might as well, like, make get even more power, right? <laughs> yeah, they're yeah. power hungry. And then, you know, I think that's a good speculation as to how this formed. Because yeah, the I mean. Earth King was obviously not a strong-willed person at the time, it seems like at first. So, you know, the Dai Li got more power and influence and eventually took advantage of that, and took advantage of the King's kind of humble, simple personality, you know? Yeah. Um, so let's talk about some, uh, some, some planes and cuisine, and let's talk about some of the nature surrounding Bossing Say. We know it's a city. But it's huge, and there is many animals and nature in Boston. Uh, for example, the crystal catacombs. You know, we see this location in the last few episodes of season two of Avatar. Um, it is an underground part of Boston. Say, if 
Tyler Bog, how about you talk about how these crystal catacombs were actually the foundation of Boston set, and how these crystal catacombs actually was where Boston set started? Let's see, I'm not sure exactly, but I guess we see a lot of things in the crystal caverns. I guess, yeah. Um, I guess, like, we see, I think there are a few creatures in the crystal catacombs, right? Yeah, there are, so there's politely a few uh, fauna in the crystal catacombs. We know that surrounding the crystal catacombs, there are many zoo animals that are imported. And the crystal catacombs are huge. We also know that there's a, uh, the, a waterfall in the crystal catacombs, uh, which, which means that there are likely uh, small tadpoles, frogs, something like that in the crystal catacombs. But yeah, Ba Sing Se was originally an underground city. Actually, it was it was at first underground, and it would took and it took place in the crystal catacombs, which is why the crystal catacombs are so huge. Now, these catacombs um, are where so many historic things are happening. It's where Boston Say started, and it's where Azula injured Avatar Aang, almost killed him. It's where Avatar Aang entered the Avatar state, and it's where all of these epic fight scenes with the Dai Li and Team Avatar happen. Uh, also, I not, really like those episodes. Yeah, those the, the Crossroads of huh. Destiny episodes and the Dai Li episodes, those are just amazing. I love those episodes. Anyways, another side note about the Crystal Catacombs. The crystals in the Crystal Catacombs, they are genomite, which are crystals that Boomy uh, told us that are edible. And they grow. <laughs> and they grow. Boom. So... You know, if Boston say, you know, Bob, I'm sure Boston say has some like candy stores, you know, <laughs> yeah. candy stores. You, they can just kind of go down to the crystal catacombs, just kind of harvest those those crystals and. That's yeah, that's funny. Because they're edible and they're sweet. They're and like it's rock, an endless supply. Yeah, and they're rock candy. It's constantly growing. Yeah. Wow. So that's that's a little funny little piece of trivia yeah, there. The crystal, this is genetic, right? Yeah. And 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 um. And some people say this is definitely true, and some people say this isn't. But it so makes sense because the the genomite that was on Team Avatar when they met King Booby for the first time, the genomite King Booby was eating, it's, it looked exactly the same. It sounded exactly the same. It had exactly the same colors. There's no way that's not genomite. It was <laughs> so 100%. I just it's funny to think about. There's this scene where Aang bends a piece of crystal armor around himself he could have azula could have just eaten that like <laughs> legit huh. like like that stuff is edible it's really <laughs> funny to think that ang bended like in that historic hard fight candy scene, <laughs> he bended hard candy shield that's, around his, oh, that's funny that's funny okay. anyway <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sure during that fight scene no one was thinking about how the crystals are edible no huh. that, that that one i don't think it's what's on everyone's minds at that point <laughs> Uh, let's move on to talk about the fields and plains near Bossing Say, followed by Balrog. Why don't we talk about some of the parts of Bossing Say where Aang, you know, creates yeah. that zoo and where there's animals grazing, where there's farms. Yeah. So I guess, especially if you look at a map of, uh, I guess, like the entire world of Avatar, Bossing Say is like this huge chunk of like the Earth Kingdom. It's like, like the biggest wall around it is easily like probably like around i guess i'd say like one eighth 
of the entire empire. I mean, kingdom. <laughs> so, you can imagine how much room is that. And I guess, of course, there's going to be fields and plains. Like, it's not going to be entirely populated. So, yeah, we, I think the, we see the fields and plains quite a few times. Um, not that often, but still quite a few. Um, you know, the main one is obviously when Aang uh, takes the zoo animals out of their cages. That's still one of my favorites. I really like that episode. It was very, it was very wholesome. And, you know, just made you think about the environment and animal abuse and that sort of stuff. It's really nice. Yeah. It's, it's interesting seeing, like, zoos in Avatar, I guess. I didn't, I never really imagined that. But, like, it's definitely interesting to feel like... I don't like that happened. Yeah, and he, and he lets these plant these caged animals out, and he bends an outdoor yeah. zoo for them. Yeah. And you, we can see there's a short shot of the plains here, and you can see it's a vast expansive land of yes. grass and Going fields. Going on forever. And you can just see it. So there's a whole outer ring, and then bo- behind the outer ring, there's farms, and then behind the outer ring, there's <laughs> yeah. the city, right? So there's this boss, you can say it's so, so huge, and there's even wildlife around it. Yeah. Um, so let's just quickly touch on some bossing say cuisine. Uh, some of the foods we talk about in the Earth Kingdom extravaganza were bossing say cuisine. Uh, some of the stuff includes, uh, you know, crab puffs, you know, at the Earth Kingdom party that Team Avatar tries to infiltrate. Toph is like dressed as this fancy girl and she's like, another crab puff, please. And that's her like fancy... <coughs> Fancy person impression. Yeah. So we know there's like crab puffs are traditionally served at Earth Kingdom parties. Um, this is a bit disturbing. We did not cover this in the Earth Kingdom Stravaganza, but in this is I'm so I'm so sad to announce this news to y'all. In the upper ring of Boston Say, uh, rich people once once did dine on. Flying bison meat. Uh, this I just wanted to. Ad- I just wanted to address this because this is true and it has been confirmed in Avatar lore from Avatar Studios. Oh no! So this this so this is so yeah. So yeah. I just wanted to address that. You know, my boy Appa. You know, <laughs> if he heard about this, he would probably just destroy the entire Earth. You know, Appa. My man Appa, he can, he's got some destructive force. We've seen it before, so you yeah. know, you know, don't just don't let just. I'm, I just wanted to address that, but there are many exclusive meats, bison steaks, and then there's crab puffs. There's seafood that's eaten in Bossing Say, and then there's also lots of meat kebabs and fruit and veggies. Um, lots of meats in the Earth Kingdom, second most meats in their cuisine to the Fire Nation. Not quite as much, but definitely still a lot of focus on meat. Um, you know, we know that there's a lot of animals in the plains, likely, and then they also harvest carbs and beans and wheat and stuff like that. Yeah. Anyway, let's just give a final by Why don't you give a brief summary of the rise and fall of the Earth Kings and Queens that we know of? Okay. Um, so, well, as we say, I guess... I'm not sure when the Earth Kingdom started getting kings and queens, but I'm guessing very early. Like, probably at the start of its history, as soon as the civilization is starting to rise. 
I'm guessing like one king finally like got up above all the rest and took over everything. That's what usually happens. Um, but anyway, I I guess that would have gone on for a, quite a while because we see finally in uh, Legend of Korra where that line sort of stops. But of course, there's gonna be periods of times where like there's no kings and queens, like especially like the Red Lotus. That's like a very prime example, I guess you could say. Where, I mean, of course, it's yeah. So people are definitely gonna like rebel once in a while, like, and I guess like of course they're gonna get corrupted once in a while. But, I mean, that's what happens with all governments. I feel like I'm just ranting about governments now. <laughs> um, but anyway. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not actually sure if we ever see, like, a Earth monarch in Avatar The Last Airbender. I don't remember. I, I, I legit, I legitimately don't, don't remember at all. <laughs> I, I'm actually re-watching it right now. So, that's coming up. That's coming yes. up. Yes. <laughs> um, but I know, so, so there's an Earth Queen. There's an Earth Queen. Um, that we know that's in Legend of Korra. And then before that, there's the Earth King oh, in course. Avatar. <laughs> and oh, God. So there's the Earth King, right? And oh, he's the great. one who... So Long Thing manipulated that Earth King. Yes. We know the Earth King, <laughs> later in the comics, the Earth King said that he wanted to become more bold. So he went off to travel the world with his dear bear, Bosco. <laughs> and that, that's really awesome. I just yeah. love that storyline. You know, props to the Earth King. Wow. How did I forget to, that? I feel so to, bad now. He wants to travel off in the world. <laughs> It's okay. At least you didn't forget Aqua or something. Yeah, that would have been terrible. Um, so, then there's also the Earth Queen, which I did not like. She was... Yeah, she was... Very crabby, <laughs> and then she kind of just wanted cash and gold and stuff like that. Very and, snobby. Uh, very snobby and, you know, didn't want to help anybody, didn't want to, didn't want to save anybody, or... She just wanted cash and golden power. Which was, is a terrible person. Which was, yes. Which was, that was not, I did not like that character. I think that was the point. Yeah. Anyway, then we know Earth Kingdom democracy. We know Kuvira took over later after Zaheer took mm. over from the Earth Queen. Um, Zaheer for a little while was in control of Basase, but uh, Kuvira came in. Then Kuvira got fed up on power. And <laughs> she, um, you know, she was taken down by Team Avatar and Legend of Korra. Now we know King Wu and Korra, uh, with the assistance of Avatar Korra, uh, started the democracy. Yes. Okay, yes. we know there are separate rings. There's the uh, lower ring, the middle ring, and the upper ring. So I'm talking about this. This is wrong. This is this is wrong. And then also because we know that in the real world there are places like this, like there are place there are neighborhoods that are separate, kind of separated, systematically separated off from other places. And I think this is really cool because they're hinting at that here. And we know the lower ring is very poor. A lot of crime happens there. Um, it does have a deep, most places in the lower ring do have a deep sense of community for the family members that do stick there because we see that when Mako and Bolin visit their family, very deep sense of community, a lot of people there. At the same time, it's a tough life in the lower ring. Middle ring is kind of like, you know, middle class of Ba Sing Se, right? They have money, not a lot, but they have they make a decent living and they have good jobs. But um but the only thing is this is really wrong because 
all of the rings are separated by money and the earth queen or earth king controls that money so the system the system in boston say was of course deteriorating which is why i think it was a very good idea to have boston say be slightly more democratic because these rings were kind of just kind of squashing people's dreams and it was not treating people very nice down in the lower ring very hard to kind of move up in the social class all it seemed like so yeah it reminds me kind of of communist china in a certain way like a majority of people are very poor but like they still get along as you said um most of the time uh and then there's the middle class which is like even though it's it's supposed to be like communist but like not everyone is equal because like obviously can't be executed perfectly i guess yeah yeah so that's that's what it really reminds me of for some reason um like we said the the boston say it, it has been more modern we know the avatar timeline continues on from this fan comic legend of genji we know the boston say is now motorized yeah <laughs> everyone's got new whips and limos in the upper ring yeah, yeah. we know because <laughs> there's this comic strip in the legend of genji where there's this picture of a parade in bossing say for the fake avatar and we see you, you have to look closely but there are royal motorcycles now and there are black limos so we know that in the future even after legend of korra um they're continuing to modernize motorize huh. all of bossing say's vehicles and way of living so that's like just, the real world. <laughs> yeah, that's that's just that's just a glimpse at what because we I, I literally just saw the motorcycles and limos. I was like, okay, yes, this is definitely modern <laughs> Avatar. <now."> yes, very. <laughs> this is. It was kind of funny to see Dali agents and Council of Five agents like on motorcycles and in limos. I was just like, <laughs> yeah. this is awesome. It's just like the real world now. Yeah. Anyway, we know that bossing say continues to be modernized as we speak in the avatar verse finally just talk about the earth palace uh this the, the art for the earth palace is really beautiful um i remember there's like a there, there's the palace it, it's golden there's poles everywhere and we can see that the earth king or queen's um throne is actually if you look closely in the shape of a badger mole which was really awesome if you that there's a cool little easter egg there i'll have to take a look at that later yeah um and there's lots of little cool designs in the bossing say royal palace i really love this it's it's so huge and the yeah. art that the team on the avatar they did in the, in the interior of the palace it was just if you it gets a li- only a little bit screen time but if you look closely they all of the intricate designs patterns on the walls they really the the artist the art team really outdid themselves on that one. I really love the design for the palace. Anyway, that was our bossing say extravaganza. We probably didn't cover every single thing bossing say, but hey, it's a huge city with like a well, five billion people in it, at least. Um, <laughs> at least. At least. And. Anyway, it was so fun talking about Bossing Say, its culture, its food, its people, yeah. its planes, its new whips in the Legend of Genji, its new motorcycles and limos. <laughs> um, 
And yeah, is this was a great last official episode of the Earth Kingdom quadrant. Um, it's been such a fun quadrant. Stick with us because in a week or two we'll be talking. Uh, our experience with this past quadrant will be ending off our quadrant. Um, talking a little bit of Earth Kingdom and then also talk about our past experiences, what we love about this Earth Kingdom nation, uh, what we're looking forward to in the next quadrant of this podcast, the next era of this podcast, you could say. Anyway, I'm Mr. Boomerang. And I'm Tyler Balrog. It's been so fun recapping Bossing Say, talking about Bossing Say culture, people, food, all everything like that. So just stay tuned because in a week or two, like I said, we'll be ending off our Earth Kingdom quadrant, uh, saying goodbye to our beloved characters and, and food and limos, everything. Everything we love about the Earth Kingdom. And we'll be just recapping some stuff and talking about our past experience. So stay tuned. Uh, and it's been so fun talking about Bossing Say. Yes, really. So uh, bye, everybody. Bye.